Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One backfield I thought was going to shift a lot further than, well, they didn't shift at all. David Montgomery led the Bears backfield in this game. Not the trajectory I thought that was going in. Right? Montgomery no. was on the field for 70% of snaps and proceeded to take 14 carries for 36 yards. And Khalil Herbert only had seven carries. So kind of disappointed considering how good Herbert has looked lately. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I've, it's easy to jump on the Justin Fields bandwagon and I'll be like, well, with Justin Fields playing so well, you know, how is anybody else going to produce it? I think it, they'll be able to produce better than they did yesterday. Obviously, Justin Fields, we're thinking that's going to be an anomaly of a performance, but it looked really good, you know. Regardless, Justin Fields is playing a lot better. I think the whole Bears backfield kind of gets a bump down because Justin Fields is playing so well. You know, now that now the passing game is come, it's not alive, but it's much more efficient and much more passable where teams have to respect it at this point. And now they're getting to a slightly more balanced offense where it was very, very run heavy at the beginning of the season. And that's how Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert made their money, you know, and how they scored their points. They just got the touches and the volume and they were both good for 10, 15 points a week. At this point, if Justin Fields is going to be playing like this and he has, he can be as dynamic as he was yesterday, especially, you know, in a good matchup next week, I'm not sure how much either of these running backs are going to get used. Um, I think it could go either way. I think it's still a hot hand approach, but it wasn't necessary for them um, yesterday because they're in a negative game script for most of the game. They're playing from behind, I think, the whole time. But Justin Fields is keeping them in it. Yeah, and it, 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 you know David Montgomery is going to be the guy, right? Like yeah. when they're playing from behind, when he has to pass protect that sort of thing, like he's going to be the guy in the field. So th- that makes sense. But you want to get the you you want to get your guy as much touches as possible. The guy who's going to be able to create big plays for you—that's Khalil Herbert. Montgomery has been has had his fair share of big plays this year, but you got to get Herbert more involved. Um, you know, the Bears offense, you know, they were Justin Fields was able to do his thing. He, he single handedly, you know, w- was the entire Bears offense, right? Yeah. It, it, this on Sunday. So that's great. But, you know, 70% of snaps for David Montgomery, a little higher than I thought it would be, personally. Would it be, um, a, would it be a disservice to David Montgomery to kind of compare the situation to Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard? Or maybe. You know, maybe drag down on. Uh, you know, maybe we're dragging I, down on Tony I, Pollard a little bit, but I, go ahead. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think David Montgomery is a good running back. Yeah, I do. 
I, I don't think that this is a situation where I think David Montgomery is a bad running back. He sucks, blah, blah, blah. You know, like if I'm talking about Zeke and Pollard, I think there is a clear, clear situation there where Tony Pollard is a better running back right now. When it comes to Montgomery and and um, Khalil Herbert, I'm sorry. When it comes to these two guys, I, I feel like the talent is a lot closer, but I don't think it's like a 70-30 type of thing, right? It's, it should yeah. be either 50-50 or I do think that the guy who has been creating more bigger plays for you, like Khalil Herbert, should get a little bit more touches, right? I just that's mm. kind of how I feel. And like you leave David Montgomery in there, pat for pass, protecting, and get his touches too. Uh, but I, I don't, I just think that Khalil Herbert should get more touches here. But I do think David Montgomery is a good running back. It just so happens that they have a running back who has been more explosive than him this year. Yeah. Um, if Montgomery was had a three down role, like he'll be very effective. Like we saw that in the past. Like he's had mm-hmm. big games in the past, you know. So I, I'm not putting him on the Najee Harris, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, that sort of train at all. Like all I right. think he's much he's he's a better player than those guys right now. Right. That's true. Uh Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool made his debut this week. Darnell Mooney, you know, he ended up producing on more opportunities in this game due to the fact that the Bears dropped back a ton more than usual. And I think that's what we should expect with them acquiring Claypool we talked about that right like Claypool he only ran around on 41% of dropbacks but he was targeted on 38% of his routes and that makes him very interesting moving forward a lot more interesting than I thought he would be in this offense and you consider how Justin Fields looked yesterday right yeah three passing touchdowns 15 carries for 178 yards and another touchdown on the ground Justin feels balling out man like it's mm-hmm. great to see and now he is a high-end fantasy quarterback just like that. I think that's what he is at this point. You know, and we talked about him having that upside, that kind of upside. And, um, you know, it didn't look good the first few weeks. But suddenly the offense, and I've just seen a shift in the play calling and the decision making. Both everything is a perfect storm. It came together. And Justin Fields looks like what we want him to be. He looks like he's back at Ohio State, but with like more rushing upside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, obviously oh. not throwing it as much. But, you know, the way that he's running, I saw a stat. I think PFF posted it. It was eight runs of 10-plus yards yesterday, which was the most in a game, I think, in the PFF era, they said, which is just ridiculous. Was it was, was it by a quarterback it might have been? I'm not sure. It, we'll see. But regardless, it was just ridiculous. Every time he took off with the ball running, it was a huge gain. And then that 61-yard touchdown, even if you take away that 61-yard touchdown, you know, you could say, oh, well, that, that's an anomaly. That's not going to happen every week. So you take away those 12 points, he's still a 30-point performance. I think that's still the QB1 this week right like it's just ridiculous yes. what justin fields is able to do but now now if you if you look at the numbers since week five justin fields is the overall qb1 since week five yeah. that's that that accounts for six weeks the last six weeks so uh, justin he's at a he's in a situation where like if you put him on your bench now you have a lot of leverage because in a one quarterback league whoever your other quarterback was joe burrow um I don't know, like Geno Justin Smith, Herbert, Justin Herbert. Trade those guys away now. Mm-hmm. Trade you have trade. Don't don't ha, don't don't hold two quarterbacks. This is your opportunity before your fantasy trade deadline to trade one of your other quarterbacks away. The one you've been starting all year, Dak Prescott. All these guys, trade them away. Get a running back or wide receiver back, or create some sort of package to do that, yeah. and just ride your Justin Fields season. That, that's yeah. that's that, that's the move. All right, yeah, I got I got a question. Would you, yeah, would you rather start Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? 
that would you lump Kyler Murray in with those guys like you know Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott? Uh yeah, I think I would. Like if I'm like for example, if I have Justin Fields and Kyler Murray right now, I'm fine trading away Kyler Murray to keep Justin Fields as my QB one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The guys I would not do that for right now is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. I think that's fair. I mean, at am this I, point, am I, am I missing somebody like like we did last? <laughs> or those? Oh, and La, okay, how about Lamar? Okay, let's talk about Lamar for a second. Yeah. Okay. La, Lamar, we're gonna see tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Lamar's not gonna have his weapons. He's not gonna have Bateman. He's not gonna have Andrews. He'll have likely, so that that's good, right? Yeah. That kind of a little bit it makes up for like eighty percent of Mark Andrews, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that might be a little bit too much. Likely doesn't have. A, a huge sample size. So, like, maybe I should calm down a little bit. Yeah, but they have um, rapport. Uh, you can give them that. They have rapport. They have rapport. Now, if you have Lamar, name value, obviously he can he can have his own 40-point game, right? Yeah. At times. Are you okay trading Lamar away to get a package and just doesn't feels all year? Me, personally? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would do that to Lamar. You know, we... we really? So, you know, I was expecting you as the you know, Justin Fields truther on this podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You no, know, I, I love I, Justin Fields. Don't get me wrong. But Lamar Jackson, you know, we saw him have his own 40-point game already. Two two games, 39. It was a 39-point game and a 40-point game. You know, we saw him do his thing. He still can do it. He had a couple quiet weeks, but last week he came back. He looked better in that second half that they played against the Buccaneers. And they've been off the field a while. It's easy to get caught up in this recency bias. But I, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be just fine. The upside, I think, is still – I don't – it's equal. We've seen I, – I don't want to say that Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson. But in terms of fantasy production, their ceilings are very similar at this point because Justin Fields now, you know, they're unleashing him in the run game. I think they're equal. You can just take your pick between them. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do his thing just like he's always been able to as long as he's healthy. He hasn't been banged up this year at all, which is good. So you can take your pick. If you had to pick between them – I'm not sure who you'd take. I, I'm sticking with Lamar at this point. And maybe that's just me being conservative. But I, I think Justin Fields is already, at this point, you know, he's going to end up being a top five quarterback moving forward unless anything happens. I'm trading away one of them. I oh, know. yeah. I, yeah. It's not a question of would you, who would you trade. But now you have to decide who would you, who would you rather Also, have. who has more value yeah. right now? And I would say that Lamar probably has more value. Yes. Right? Like, if I'm trading away these two quarterbacks, who can I get more for? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And if I could get, if I can get a good piece for Lamar Jackson, I might think about doing that and just continue yeah. to start Justin Fields, because it's not like you're giving Lamar away for free. You're getting something back, mm-hmm. and Lamar is a high-end quarterback QB one, who who might not have a, an amazing rest of the season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, just because mm-hmm. of the fact that he's missing some weapons and he doesn't have much of a run game, and you know how much can he put on his shoulders? We're gonna see tonight. You know, we're yeah, going to see tonight. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll talk about this tomorrow morning when we meet at 9 a.m. Eastern time to do to do Tuesday's podcast, the Wave of Wire podcast live. Mm-hmm. But, what, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see tonight how he fares. He's going up against New Orleans, you know, not the best defense in the world, but they're a decent defense. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it works out. But I think I'm okay with it. I know in the comments, Manuel Reyes is asking, would I trade away Tua in this situation? I would. You know, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't fall in that upper echelon, but I would. I'll trade away Tua and, you know, get some pieces back. You know, I think Tua is a, a quarterback that you can trade away to get some pieces back. And I'll, I'm fine starting Justin Fields the rest of the way. Yeah. And it's at this point, it's like time to take a look at your roster because chances are your trade deadline's coming up. 
You have to yeah. decide, you know, if you want to make that final push, if suddenly Justin Fields has come on for you and he's looked like the way he has, you know, I think that, and you, you said it already, but like it is time to actually consider maybe whatever quarterback you have, especially if you ended up having like a Lamar Jackson or any of those. Um, I don't want to say the other guys like Josh Allen and them, but those borderline <laughs> other, quarterbacks. All, all, all those guys are the other guys now. Is it Justin Fields or Buss? <laughs> yeah, no, no, just, it's just so awesome because like this is what I wanted for Justin Fields. And it didn't. I didn't think he was going to be able to do it, that honest. You know, the way the offense came out, started, it looked like they weren't going to have the weapons. And then just suddenly, he, over these past few weeks, he's just, you know, flipped the switch and looked much better. But, you know, Lamar Jackson, like you said, I think that's the cutoff. That's like the border where you can decide between the two. I think... I think that's kind of the top. The top yeah. five has been kind of set in stone, you know, for the foreseeable future at this point. If Justin Fields can be playing this way, you know, in terms of rankings, at least. Hundred percent, man. All right, let's move on. We could talk about Justin Fields all day. Oh yeah, uh, but let's move <laughs> on to another Justin, Justin Jackson. And why am I talking about Justin Jackson? Because he ended up getting more carries than DeAndre Swift this week in their mm-hmm. game against the Packers. Swift had had five touches in this game, played like ten snaps. All right, not sure when this is going to be going up. You know, I have to be honest with you. He hardly played in the second half. And this sucks, man. It's just a handful oh, of snaps yeah. for him. Hopefully, we got some reports around him improving this week. But for now, this is not the type of opportunity for a starting running back, fantasy running back. So, no, I cannot start him next week unless something crazy happens. Can he get the opportune touchdown? Sure. That's all he's going to get. Um, Jamal Williams ended up with 24 carries, but no touchdowns, right? It was either zero yeah. or two. He got zero. Next week, he might get two. He won't. He won't get one. That's yeah. not happening. He's mm-hmm. zero or two. Uh, there's no way you can start DeAndre Swift right now. I understand. Like we wanted to buy buy low on him, right? Yeah. And I wanted to as well. But like at this point, he said it himself this past week. Also, and I'm not sure if we talked about it or not. But he said he's not sure. Him. He himself said he's not sure if he's going to be 100 percent the rest of the year. I'm fine with him at 90. I'm cool yeah. with him at 75. Yeah. But as of right now. 10, 10 snaps total? That's no. not what you want to see. No. And with DeAndre Swift, unless we see reports on Wednesday that he's a full participant at practice, I don't think he's going to get much better, you know, in terms of fantasy production for the rest of the season until that happens. Like, until he gets – even if it's a full practice – okay, as soon as we start hearing about full practices, then I'm like, okay, then I'll warm up the idea again of putting him in a lineup. But at this point, you know, he he's not – he's not even the RB – he wasn't even the RB2 yesterday. And that's not any fault of DeAndre Swift's. You know, we know that the talent is there. He's just banged up, and it's unfortunate that's the way it ends up being. But I've been holding on to him in my lineup a little bit, just hoping that he kind of overcomes those reports and it's not happening. And, you know, he came out, like you said, and said that he's not 100%. He's not sure how he's going to be down the stretch. You have to go find somebody else. I mean, unless DeAndre Swift is the only other running back on your roster, you know, there's no reason to be starting him. The one thing... That almost saved your day. If you watched, he was this close yeah. again. It looked like the exact same route that he ran the week before and scored that touchdown to save the yep. day. He was this close to that again this week, but he didn't. And he looked it. really good on that play too. He looked healthy to me. Yeah, no, he looked <laughs> fine. So I don't, I don't think there's any. That was a foul. nice catch too. Like, that was a nice yeah. catch. Yeah, it was nice catch too. Him. Yeah, it was like yeah. A, like a it was like right yeah. behind him, and he he like reached back and got it like a like a right. wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. No, he looked really good. I don't think there's any foul players like, oh, Dan Campbell has him in the doghouse or anything like that. I think they are just kind of, you know, keeping his snaps down so he can kind of get better, but they don't want to have him off the field completely. I don't know. If they're if you're gonna use him for 10 snaps, just keep him off the field. 
you know, they didn't win because of DeAndre because of DeAndre Swift yesterday. Exactly. And at this point, you know, if that's going to be the case, just let him heal up. You know, they'll have him suit up and go get hit on those snaps. You know, just let him get healthy. At this point, you know, you're cutting your losses with DeAndre Swift and hoping for the best because he's missed how many weeks. He's come back. He hasn't looked very good these past two weeks. Just let him get healthy and then let him come back full health. But, yeah, you can't start him next week um, with the way things are going. And, you know, if you're, worried, if you're, if you're wondering what happened to Amara St. Brown, He's still got like a 40% target share in this game. Yeah. It's just that the Lions, surprisingly, for once, of course, because they picked off Aaron Rodgers three times. That never happens. Yeah. You know, Amaro St. Brown still got 40% target share, but they didn't need to pass the ball. Jamal Williams just was carrying the ball the entire game. That mm-hmm. was their entire, that's all they needed to do because Aaron Rodgers couldn't do anything in this game. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast what's up with rogers dude it's rock what is up with him like what he looks so frustrated on the field like he was like <laughs> he was about to have a mental breakdown yesterday yeah. on that field dude it's not even that he's frustrated after you know two and a half, three and a half quarters of play and you're down on the, like the first quarter he's missing passes. He's like throwing his arms around. He's getting all upset. It's like, he just looks like so out of it. He doesn't even want to be on the field. It looks like he's just there at this point. And then I don't know you see the memes every week of him on the sideline, on the phone, just like, don't you gotta get your ass back here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they have all those memes coming out. I don't know what's going on. He just hit rock bottom. Like they said that he hadn't thrown multiple picks to like a divisional opponent or something like that. Some weird yeah. stat like that. They didn't throw many picks at all to divisional opponents. He was 40 and one. I think that's what it was. He was 40 and right. one touchdown interception ratio against in, divisional in, in opponents. In the red zone. In the red zone. Yeah, in the red zone. And then he threw three red zone interceptions yesterday. Yes. It's just like, that's the other thing. That adds insult to injury right there for Aaron Rodgers. But my worry is, you know, he just hit rock bottom that he's going to turn around and figure it out against my Cowboys. But we'll see. I'm not worrying about that. Just I yet. doubt that. Yeah, I, just, I doubt especially that. with especially, the injuries. Exactly. Yeah, just I was just going to bring Sorry, that up. Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dubs, like you know, he's he he has a high ankle sprain. That was I think that was just confirmed. Yeah, four I to six that. weeks he'll be out at the very least. Uh, Christian Watson, the fantasy gods do not want Christian Watson on the field, dude. No. It's crazy, man. Like the dude had a hamstring injury to start start the year. He came in, looked good, dropped a pass. 
<laughs> remember that touchdown that he dropped? Yeah. I think it was what was that week two or three or whatever? It was week two, I think it was. And uh, you know, that's it. You know, he was in the doghouse for a little bit. Came back last week. He came back. He started the game over Romeo Dubs. He caught a pass, looked good, right? Like very start of the game. Got a concussion. Now he passes the concussion protocol this week, comes back, catches two balls early in this game. And Romeo Dubs was, you know, he already got hurt on yeah. his first catch of the game. Christian Watson comes in, catches two balls, concussion. Another mm-hmm. one early in the game. I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me right now. So the dude yeah. cannot catch a break. Um, you know, all this means to me is that Alan Lazard moving forward, you know, is the clear guy at this point with Romeo Dubs especially out. I would say this. I think Christian Watson, you know, assuming he's not out for like a couple of weeks with that concussion, you know, I would say that he might have some fantasy value in the stretch in the stretch run of the yeah. season, um, just because of the fact that every time they put him in the lineup, just for those couple plays, like he's being targeted, and I yeah. feel like they want to have him in the lineup. Their OC has even talked about him as being a guy like they want him to play because they have so much planned for him, but he just can't seem to stay on the field. Yeah, uh, you know. Hopefully he'll be right. All right. It does suck that he had two concussions two weeks in a row. Like that's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, but we'll see what happens when, when he comes back. And then on top of that, Aaron Jones, he has an ankle injury too. And you know yeah. he was seen in a walking boot after the game. Apparently the X-rays came back fine, and he could play this week. But just remember, Chuba Hubbard was also supposed to play. Yeah. Right? He missed two weeks. Okay, so keep that in mind. If you have AJ Dillon. You know, and Aaron Jones misses most likely. You got to play AJ Dillon. Yeah. What? As, any any overall thoughts on these wide receivers or running backs? So with AJ Dillon, I would say if Aaron Jones doesn't play, you fire him up. And you, I know, I saw in your notes you said maybe he's a RB one play next week. I'd say he's an RB one play. And obviously Dallas's defense is good, but their run defense has been atrocious. They gave yeah. up two hundred yards to the Bears. So right. I, I'd say you could fire up AJ Dillon really nicely next week if they're going to lean on anybody with Aaron Rodgers playing like he's playing. Um, it's going to be AJ Dillon, especially if Aaron Jones is out. And then also just a comment on the Packers receivers. You want to talk about magnifying a loss as big as Devontae Adams, have all these injury injuries pile up, you know, all at once, you know, and then see Aaron Rodgers get frustrated. It's not all on Aaron Rodgers. He's dealing with like really bad circumstances and he's had Devontae Adams, you know, for most of his heyday years. Um, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't, that he looks good and it's not on him, but you know, it's just a really bad series of unfortunate events all culminating at once. It's, it, it's just not good, you know. Let's move on. Yeah. It sucks. Joe, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Zach, our boy, our boy Baker Mayfield is back Woo! Uh, after <laughs> P.J. Walker looked lost for an entire half. Uh, Baker came in, looked better than he's ever looked, uh, <laughs> of course, right? Like yeah. whenever he has to play for his job, of course, he's going to look a little bit better, but all of this led to DJ Moore, you know, back to his early season woes, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. But Terrace Marshall talked about him a couple times last week, you know, getting for that full time role now, you know, leading to some good games for him. He caught his first career touchdown from Baker. And next week, the Panthers go up against the Falcons. Yeah. So this could be a little bait, right? If Baker Mayfield's a starter next week, right? This could be a little, little bait here. Because it's like, oh, we're going up against the Falcons. Oh, they must be great. So you start DJ Moore, you start Terrace Marshall, and the Baker looks like shit. And then you're like, oh, what did I do? So yeah. hopefully PJ Walker's a starter next week. That's what I'm hoping for personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that both these guys can do their thing. 
PJ Walker was lost this week. That might not be the case against the Falcons. Um, But, you know, Terrace Marshall, though, you know, I actually had to start Terrace Marshall in a league yesterday, in our league that we had together. Still lost because my team sucks. Uh, They sucked sucked on Sunday. I was on a five-game win streak. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you go on a five-game win streak and then turn around and say, because my team sucks, I lost. It's like, I, I didn't have, well, I didn't have, I didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor was out. Was out. Keenan Allen's been screwing you all season. Oh my God, Keenan Allen. <laughs> Let's go through it. Let's go through all of it. You know, I had Hollywood Brown. Of course, he had to get hurt as well. Yep. Uh, I also made some questionable trades that I'm second guessing now. But anyway, uh, it's, yeah. it's you not have Travis Etienne. You have Travis Etienne. You're fine. That's Don't true. worry about it. That's true. Um, but, uh, now, now, with, now we know my whole, what my whole roster looks like. Yeah. Um, with, um, with with Baker Mayfield though. You yeah, know, he did come in and look good, but it just kind of reminded me of PJ Walker coming in for Baker Mayfield <laughs> against the <laughs> Niners. You know, forth, they yeah. do nothing, and then you know the quarterback, the relief quarterback comes in and just looks like good. You know, it's like why wasn't this guy starting the whole game? And then you know they're reminded a couple of weeks later after they take the job, and it's like okay, yeah, we, our quarterback room isn't good. I mean, there's hope with PJ Walker. You know, I think he should be starting, like you said, next week. Um, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield should be starting. I have next one week. question though. Yeah. Where's Sam Darnold? Yeah, I, I don't know. They, they don't want to even entertain that. You know, they don't have enough room on their conscience. Is Sam Darnold healthy? Can we bring him in, please? Let's bring yeah, in Sam I, Darnold. I, I don't know. I think this, I, I'm not sure how different this would be. It sucks that we didn't get to see Matt Corral. But, you I know, know I, I'm not sure how much different it would be. But he was kind of exciting. I was hoping maybe we'd see him with the way that the Panthers QB room was looking. Coming I would season. hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I'm a fan of Matt Corral, so I'm hoping that he gets some opportunity at some point. Right. Uh, I would say this though. I would say Terrace Marshall is in line to be a flex play next week against the Falcons, uh, and he's a waiver wire pickup. He's available in a ton, like basically every league. Yeah. I was just crazy enough to pick him up. Let you. I'm, I was a big fan of him coming out of school, and he was a second round pick last year. His metrics are off the charts. Have you guys? I mean, you saw if you guys saw the touchdown that he scored, you're like, wait. Who is that tight end? Mm. No, he's a wide receiver. (laughs) He is a big dude and he runs a 4 3 40. Yeah. All right. So, like, let's pay attention to this guy. And he's got a baller name, Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall? That sounds like a Hall of Fame name. Yeah. Okay. Did you see Um, the sleeper banner that just came up? No. What happened? Colts head coach. No, what happened? Colts are naming their former six time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Wow. That one's a that little out of left field. Interesting right there. <laughs> I love it. I that, love that, it. I wasn't expecting that one. They're pulling That's them out of the booth. One. Is that what they're doing? Hey, man, Matt Saturday, maybe he can fix some offensive line woes. Maybe he can maybe. do something there. He, like he was their center for a long time. So that would be uh, very interesting. I love it. I love it. Yeah, As someone right. who just who just talked about Jonathan Taylor, like I, I I like this. I like this a lot. I think that's an um, easy light of fire under the ass hiring. You know what I'm saying? I would say so. Because he's got he's so. got he's got roots there in Indianapolis. Exactly. He's fine. Yeah, he's got it. Good stuff. I like it. All right. Um, yeah. Last thing, uh, Terrence Marshall. Uh, you know, and both these guys, DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall, they have a very good schedule the rest of the way. So you know, hoping they could do something and whatever quarterback is there can can. You know, make them somewhat fantasy reliable over the over the last you know several weeks of the season. Yeah, I do want to ask though, did you guys sell Deontay Foreman though? <laughs> did you guys sell him, or were you guys hoping that the fantasy gods will continue this unsustainable production? Like, I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's enough, that's enough. I'm sorry, guys. 
I'm sorry. I, I, that one might have hurt a little bit. Uh, yeah. But this was a tough <laughs> matchup, okay? And, you know, he, he couldn't come through for you. But, you know, Foreman also wasn't an every down back. He was taken off the field in passing situation. Chuba Hubbard is an underrated waiver wire pickup this week, you know, since he'll likely be the guy on the field and passing downs. Okay. This team is going to be losing a lot. And when mm-hmm. they're down, Chuba Hubbard is going to be the one on the field, not Deontay Foreman. Okay. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying that Chuba Hubbard is going to be more fantasy relevant than Deontay Foreman. I think Deontay Foreman is still going to be doing his thing, getting the first crack at the job. And uh, I'm sorry, getting the first crack on early downs, being the goal line guy, that sort of thing. But how often is that going to happen? Uh, I'm not saying that you need to completely get rid of Deontay Foreman at this point, but just keep in mind that Chuba Hubbard is going to be involved when he's back. I would assume he'll be back uh, in week 10 this week coming up. So so pick him up if he's available on waivers. I know a lot of people dropped him. Yeah, but don't have your expectations too high because just remember what this offense was. You know, we saw the new head coach, you know, we said – it boosted the offense a little bit, but now they come back down to earth. This is what I think it's going to – not maybe not as bad as it was against the Bengals because the Bengals' defense is actually pretty good. Um, it might not they look were that missing, bad. They were missing two of their top corners, though. That's you know? true. And it's like, you know, maybe we should have taken advantage of that a little bit more. Uh, Baker Mayfield did, you know, yeah. when he came in. Yeah, uh, but, but at, it, at that point, like, they're – they don't care how many touchdowns you score as long as it's not six. You know, what I'm it, saying? it sucks because DJ Moore, like he had a good matchup this week, you know, with, that, yeah. with those two top corners out and they couldn't take advantage. Even even Baker Mayfield couldn't take advantage of it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's going to be a bad offense. And now you're going to have competition between, like we said, um, Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. So yeah. if you can get past, if you can stomach the fact that you're going to be taking a quarter, uh, not quarterback, a running back that's going to be competing with another equally talented running back, I think that's kind of where I have them right. They're very similar, I think, yeah. in terms of their talent. Um, if you can stomach that, then you have to get past the fact that they're on a bad offense. So it's like my expectations are very low. You know, yeah. you might have yourself a, a flex starter, you know, a, a couple weeks the rest of the way, but I, I'm not going to be relying on these guys in any yeah. facet. Exactly. Um, which is why it would have been nice to have sold Deontay Foreman. Yeah. Before this game. 